This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today I am sharing with you the Motivation and Mindset Masterclass that I held live this week. It is long, but it is fun. It is worth it. Lots of great questions were asked. This is the recording from the Wednesday night live session. It is long, but I hope you will stick it out, go through it. We talk a lot about how to change your mindset. I answer a lot of comments and questions live, do some real-time coaching, and talk a lot about the fall fat loss fast track, which is now open. Registration will close within the next few days. We will talk about all the details. If you want to grab your spot before it fills up or closes, you can do so at primalpotential.com forward slash fall fat loss. Primalpotential.com forward slash fall fat loss. I will link that up in the show notes. But this is a long episode, so I want to dive right into it. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to let me know. I would be happy to help. Enjoy it. What I want to do to start before we dive in is I'm going to read to you just a couple of sentences from a book that I love. This was actually, uh, I think this was one of the book club uh, books in the Master's Club several months ago, but don't quote me on that. But the book is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, And one of his books was in our group. I I don't know if it was this one or not, but I'm just going to read to you a couple of sentences because this kind of sets the stage for where I want to go with our conversation tonight. It says, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Have you ever brought home a treadmill and let it gather dust in the attic? Ever quit a diet, a course of yoga, a meditation practice? Late at night, have you experienced a vision of the person you might become, the work you could accomplish? the realized being you were meant to be. Are you a writer who doesn't write, a painter who doesn't paint, an entrepreneur who never starts a venture? Then you know what resistance is. And the reason that I read that to you is because when we think about that tension, that heavy feeling when we wake up going, oh, I'm still not doing the work. Yesterday, I didn't do it again. It's waiting for me today. Am I going to do it? Whether that work is making good food choices, working out, paying off your debt, getting up on time, whatever it is for you, that resistance weighs really, really heavy on us. And that is what I want to really work through with you tonight. I think we all are very familiar with what that resistance and that heaviness and that tension feels like, but most of us are not experienced in making it go away. And that's what I want to do with our time together this evening. It's about closing the gap between what we know and what we actually do, between what we intend for our day, for our life, for our habits, and what we actually execute and execute consistently. And this gap 
between all of our intentions and all of our best efforts and what we actually do, that's what the resistance is. That's what the tension and the disappointment and the doubt feel like. This gap between what we know, what we intend, and what we actually do, that is where frustration and self-doubt come from. That's where they come from. And that is what I want to help you to eliminate. Now, most people focus on information and tactic and strategy. All right, if I'm not doing enough, then I need to know more. And if I know more, I'll do more. Or maybe this last tactical plan didn't work, so I need a new tactical plan. No, you don't. No, you don't. Information is not the missing link. Strategy is not the missing link. Mindset is the missing link. Mindset, the way that you think, your perspective, your paradigm, your personal narrative, the way you think about your choices, that is the missing link. For those of you that are like, I'm just not motivated, I get it, I've been there. But mindset, the way you think, your perspective, that precedes motivation. So if you are feeling not so motivated, you need to work on your mindset, not hope to be more motivated, not spend more time on Pinterest or Instagram trying to get more motivation. Mindset precedes motivation. If you feel like, I'm just not disciplined. It's not about white knuckling it and having more willpower. Mindset precedes discipline. Change your perspective, change the way you think, and you will generate more discipline. You will act with more discipline. If you feel like, I'm really great for a few days, but then the wheels fall off the bus, and you're not consistent, and you're frustrated by your inconsistency, know that it is not about, I need to try harder, I need a different strategy, I need new tactics or more information. It is your mindset, it is your thoughts that really creates your consistency or erodes your consistency. Mindset is the missing link, I'm telling you for sure. And this is your untapped superpower. I know when we were doing the kind of meet and greet before we started, I saw that a couple of my master's clients are in here, and, and those are folks that have either worked with me one-on-one -on -one for a period of time, or, and which is most often the case, have been through three or more fat loss fast tracks. And they will tell you that the highest returns they see is not from a nutrition strategy, not from a tactic, not from a whole 30, not even from more willpower but from mindset. And I am telling you right now that if you will turn your attention from, and I see one of them right now saying, yes, yes, yes. When you turn your attention from, I need a different tactic. I need to read a new diet book. I need to listen to a new, to a new podcast on the best foods for fat loss. If you'll turn your attention away from that, and I know that takes trust. I know that's a big shift. And you will instead invest that energy in understanding your mindset and optimizing your mindset and making some changes like the ones we're going to talk about tonight. It seriously is an untapped superpower. And when, and when you do that, not only is the return come in the form of your results, fat loss, better food choices, but everything. And I've seen this in my own life, but it's even more exciting for me to see it in the lives of my clients that 
their food choices, yeah, they improve and their waistline, yeah, it gets smaller, but their finances get better and they become happier and they're better at their jobs and they're more in control of their lives and they're not snapping at their partners or their kids anymore. I'm telling you right now, it is an untapped superpower, but because we distract ourselves with, oh, what's the latest diet trend? And oh, maybe instead of Whole30, I really need to do a 24-hour fast. No, it's not about the tactics. The missing link is the way you think. It really is. And that's what we're really going to spend the majority of our time talking about because the truth of the matter is, it is your thoughts that drive your actions. And we, because of, you know, information overload and you can find a blog about any topic in less than a second and get all the information you need at your fingertips for free all the time because of that, because of how easy it is, relatively speaking, to do that, we spend all our focus on actions. I need to exercise more. I need to get up earlier. I need to eat less or eat better. I need to cut back on carbs or dial back on the sugar. I need to get more sleep. Action, 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 action. And then we're intensely frustrated by our inconsistency. What's wrong with me? I know what I need to do and I'm not doing it. What's wrong with me? It's that your strategy is off. You're focused on the actions without realizing that what's driving the actions are your thoughts. And so if your thoughts don't change, you're not going to permanently alter your actions and create new habits. Thoughts drive your actions. And I want to show you exactly what I mean by this. All right. So if you look here in the bottom left, right, uh, if you look at, let's see, uh, 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock as if this was a clock face and thoughts was at 12, feelings is at 3, actions is at six and results is at nine. I'm impressed that I was able to do that clock face thing at uh, after nine o'clock at night when I typically turn into a pumpkin around 7 p.m. So hey for me. Um, but most people focus their energy and attention at the six o'clock dot and the nine o'clock dot, meaning actions and results. If I just eat less, I'll see more results right? But they exhaust themselves and that's the total reason for their inconsistency because what they're not paying attention to is the thoughts are, what's wrong with me? I suck. I'm never going to be able to do this. I mean, yeah, I can do it for a few days, but inevitably I go back to my old habits. It's because I'm too old. My metabolism's jacked up. I'm an emotional eater. I'm so stressed out. I don't have time. And those thoughts create feelings of frustration and powerlessness and defeat. And so your actions are predicated by your feelings. They're fueled by your feelings. They're informed by your feelings. And so if you are acting from a foundation of feeling hopeless and defeated and frustrated, you're not going to forge ahead towards your goals. So your results aren't going to be there. And then that's going to feed into the cycle of the thoughts that were the problem in the beginning. What's wrong with me? It's not working. Why bother? What's the point? Then you feel more hopeless, more defeated, right? So when we focus our energy and our attention and our skill set and our strategy on actions, 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 and then we don't see the results, then that fuels into the cycle of negative thoughts and feeling defeated and feeling frustrated, which doesn't spur you to be a warrior for yourself, to be a warrior for your best choices, to push yourself to the highest potential. But if instead your thoughts are, today I can make good choices. Today, I want to be healthy and happy more than I want to indulge. 
then you're feeling more focused and in control, right? Your brain has a little bit more certainty. When you give your brain certainty, choices get so much easier. You say, all right, just for today, what does it look like to make choices that make me feel healthy? I can do that for one day. I feel focused. I feel empowered. I make those choices. I get results. When I see the results, my thoughts are then, hey, I can do this for one more day. Then you're feeling, again, more focused and more empowered. But you've got to realize that the beginning of this cycle of feelings and actions and results that goes right back into thoughts and feelings and actions and results, it begins with what you are thinking. So for as long as you put all of your energy on the actions, I need to eat less, I need to move more, you're not really tapping into where your actions come from. But when you do that, when you get to the source, when you get to the root of it, everything's different. Let's take a basic example, and I'm pretty sure I've shared this on the podcast before. I know I have in my Fat Loss Fast Tracks. Let's say that one morning you oversleep. Your alarm doesn't go off and you wake up late and you're frustrated and you had intended to get up early and make yourself a healthy, fat loss friendly breakfast and grab your lunch out of the fridge, but now you don't have time and you forgot your lunch and you didn't have time to put your clothes in the dryer, so you're scrambling around trying to find an outfit. Your thoughts are, oh my gosh, I screwed it up. What's the point? Your feelings are frustrated. And so the actions are you're more likely to run through the drive-thru or get something out of the vending machine at work or chalk off the day as a total failure and you'll try again the next day. And then you don't get results, so it fuels those feelings. But let's think about a day when you wake up before your alarm and you're feeling good. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have extra time this morning. You know what? I'm going to make myself an omelet. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to drink my coffee and I'm going to have my omelet. I'm going to take a little bit of extra time getting ready this morning. Your thoughts are more positive and empowered, so you're feeling more positive and empowered, so your actions are more positive and empowered, and that cycle fuels itself. But when we're focused on the wrong parts of it, we are so screwed, right? We are so screwed, and that's what I want to help you to avoid. Now, every single one of us has what I'll call a pre-choice narrative. A story, an internal dialogue, internal negotiation, doesn't matter what you call it. Many times we don't even know that it's happening. And I think about this in terms of like, as silly as it sounds, the air we breathe. We don't think much about breathing. We don't have to remind ourselves to breathe. We don't even notice that we are breathing unless something changes and we're like, Puffing and puffing, then all of a sudden we notice we're breathing. But generally speaking, it's so common we don't even notice it. And that's what's true of the thoughts that precede our choices. So many of my clients will tell me, I don't know, I wasn't even thinking. No, you were. You just were paying attention to something else. You weren't tuned into the thoughts. So, for example, when the alarm goes off, you might think you just hit snooze, but the reality is, whether it's a millisecond or five seconds or 60 seconds, there is an internal conversation of five more minutes. Or, nope, I begin my day by keeping the promise I make to myself. I am not starting this day by breaking a promise. Or after dinner and you're like, oh, I want something sweet. That is part of a pre-choice narrative. But most of us aren't paying attention, right? When I'm working with my clients, one of the biggest things we're trying to do is begin to pay attention to those dialogues because it's not like, oh, we're just 
robots that randomly grab food as we see it and put it in our mouths. No, there is an internal dialogue. There is a negotiation that's happening. It's just so patterned, so ingrained, so routine and habitual that many times we don't notice it. But these are the thoughts that are driving our choices. These are the things we really need to understand in order to change, right? So when you're thinking after dinner, I really want something sweet, that's part of that pre-choice narrative. And it might continue, oh, what do I have? I could have some ice cream. Or it might say, oh, but I shouldn't, right? It's how we talk ourselves into and out of choices. This is how our thoughts drive our behavior. When we focus just on change my actions, I need to eat less sugar. But then after dinner, you're like, oh, I want something sweet. That decision to eat less sugar doesn't mean crap if you are not taking advantage of the way you talk yourself into and out of choices. Because you can make that decision, I need to eat less sugar, but it's the decision-making process. It's the internal dialogue. It's the negotiation with that's where the change needs to happen. Because how many times have we said, oh, I'm not having dessert tonight. And then as soon as we have that craving for sweet, we are in the freezer getting the ice cream, in the pantry getting the cookies, because it's not about the actions that creates change. It's about understanding that dialogue, hacking into it once you understand it, and making a change. It is our thoughts that drive our choices, positively and negatively. And somebody just said, oh my goodness, that was me today. We do it all the time, right? We do it all the time. We can say until we're blue in the face, I'm not hitting snooze anymore in the morning. But if we don't tap into that internal dialogue of just five more minutes, I was up late last night, so I'll sleep in today, but I'll be back on it tomorrow. That's where change happens, guys, in understanding the internal dialogue and then making changes to it that set us up for success every day. And somebody said, that is me every day. Okay, let's pause here and address that. And this is one of the things that I love about webinars that I can't do as much on the podcast, I can't do it all on the podcast because it's not live. That is me every day, right? Saying, oh, just five more minutes or, oh, I'll do better tomorrow or, oh, I was up too late last night, making excuses and breaking promises you make to yourself. Now, to say that is me every day, you're using present language to describe your past. So what you're doing, and this is why thoughts are so important, guys, you are taking your past pattern and instead of saying, that's what I've been doing, you're saying, that is me. First of all, it's not you. It might be what you've done, but it's not who you are. There is a difference, and it's a really big one. And this is why mindset matters so much. This is why thoughts matter so much. Because if you are saying, my past is not only who I am, it's my present, too then you can't get beyond it because you are saying this is the way it is instead of that's the way it was, that's the way it used to be. It's not who I am. It's not all I'm capable of. So what am I going to do differently tomorrow? Because my past is not my present and I am not destined to repeat it. The only way my past becomes my present or my future is if I keep choosing it. And you know what? It's not working for me, so I'm not going to. That right there is mindset in action. And that is why it is your untapped superpower. When you look at your pre-choice narrative, does it have you facing the right direction? Looking at the way you negotiate with yourself 
The way you negotiate with yourself before you make a food choice, a workout choice, a lifestyle choice, a financial choice, does your internal dialogue, your self-talk, your internal negotiation, does it have you facing the right direction? Which way do you want to go? And as you negotiate, as you bargain with yourself for, yes, I should have that, no, I shouldn't, yes, I should do that, no, I shouldn't, yes, I'm going to hit snooze, no, I'm not, does that dialogue that you keep turning to, does it have you facing the right direction? The other day on the podcast, I said um, that we are our most powerful coaches, right? If you think of every decision you make as if you are a coach calling plays, in the game of your life, how often are you calling plays that you know don't work? If you look at what it means for you to win, if winning is being healthy, if winning is feeling confident, if winning is being fit, financially stable, and happy, are you calling plays in this moment that create that for you or not? And you can ask yourself that in the moment. Somebody just asked, so what if you have developed warrior-like affirmations and literally wake up, read them, and don't feel like believing those thoughts? Then they're not the right affirmations for you. When I'm in the Fat Loss Fast Track, one of the first weeks we, we work on affirmations, and if they don't resonate, they're not the right affirmations. Like I could say um, that I am like, I am a world-class athlete. Well, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm fit and I'm strong, but I'm not a world-class athlete. So choosing that as an affirmation for me would, would be silly, right? So you have to have affirmations that resonate with you. And the reality is they're going to change. They're going to change. So don't blow smoke up anybody's butt, especially your own, right? And it doesn't mean that on someday it won't resonate with you. But if you have an affirmation and you don't want to believe that thought, you better change it and tell yourself something you do want to believe, even if it's as simple as, I have one more good choice in me. I am capable of taking good care of myself today, right? That is the reality. So when you are negotiating with yourself, ask, if I am my coach, Am I calling a play that is going to set me up to win or not? Does my internal dialogue, does my negotiation work for me or not? I had a video chat with my, my master's club last week, I think, and uh, we were talking about the way we hold ourselves back with our own thoughts, like, oh, I'm too tired or I'm too old for that or whatever it is. We were just sort of round robin the way that we talk ourselves out of working hard or the way we talk ourselves into our comfort zone. And, and one person said, you know, I'm so motivated in my career and I put so much energy into my career and my family that I don't have the energy to take care of myself. And I said, let's just pause there and evaluate, is that true? Or is that just an easy thing to believe that makes you feel better? Because from the outside looking in, it seems more likely that you don't have the energy because you're not taking care of yourself, not the other way around. It's not that you don't have the energy to take care of yourself because you're so motivated in your job. You're lacking the energy to invest in yourself because you're not prioritizing investing in yourself because that's where your energy comes from. Your energy comes from how you take care of yourself. So if you're lacking the energy, it's not because of how hard you're working at your job. 
It's because you're not prioritizing your health. So one of the big problems in terms of mindset is that we sell ourselves these stories. And here's the thing. We often don't think we're lying to ourselves. It's just like that air, right? Remember how I mentioned we don't usually notice we're breathing the air because we're just so used to it? We've used these lines, these stories so many times. I'll start tomorrow. We intend to. But then we have to go, is that really working for me? If somebody else said that to me, would I maybe call their BS? Yeah, probably. Then call your own. And I really haven't think that might be my superpower, being able to call other people's BS, but also being able to call my own BS. I do that all the time. Somebody just said, I like the coach calling the play analogy that connects with me. Me too. And I, and I ask myself that all the time. In fact, today was one of those days, right? Uh, I was up late because of last night's live event, right? And then today my day was a little bit off. I didn't get to the gym until the afternoon. I went to hang out with my grandmother and then I knew I had this thing at nine and I'm an early bird. Like this is not my prime time at all. And I was like, oh, I would really love some halo top right? Which is like um, lower calorie protein ice cream. But I was like, what kind of call is that? Like, honestly, if I'm a coach and I'm calling that play, why? What outcome am I hoping for? Is that a successful play call? No, it's not. It's just an emotional thing. And it's, and it's by this sense of I'm tired and I want something that's going to make me feel good. Okay, so time out. If I'm tired and I want something that's going to make me feel good, what is going to make me feel good, period, no strings attached, no like emotional hangover the next day or frustration or disappointment or sugar coma, right? We have to question those things, right? We have to question those things we say. Somebody just said, I experienced strange mental blank spots. There is no narrative. It's like sleepwalking and waking up when the burger is half already eaten. I don't know that I necessarily think that's entirely true, right? And I, I get what you mean. I think we've all had those moments of just like in a fog and we go get it. But there is something there. And that's the power of journaling because a lot of times we have to journal to tap into that because if we're not used to paying attention to it, I mean, now I can like hear my internal dialogue a mile away. Like it's so, it's so obvious to me. But starting out, if you were to begin journaling, even if it's not in the moment right before you have the half-eaten burger, you will tap into whether it is boredom, whether it is emotion, whether it is stress, there is something else there. I don't believe for anybody that it's just mental vacancy because our bodies are smarter than that. Our bodies are built to protect us and our choices are in fact fueled by thought because we are intelligent machines, right? They really, really are. Your story matters more than your strategy. So for all of the people that email and say, I'm terribly inconsistent, I'm like, okay, I believe you because that's your story. You tell yourself you're inconsistent and so your choices back that up because it begins with your thoughts. It doesn't end with your thoughts. And when you take your past patterns of behavior and define yourself with them and project your past patterns onto your present or your future behavior, I'm not surprised at all that you repeat those patterns. Uh, somebody asked, uh, they said, I, you talk a lot about journaling in your podcast. Have you done a podcast on what to journal? Yep, absolutely. I believe it is 206. Um, 
And if it is not 206, send me an email and I'll tell you what it is. But I do believe that for sure, for sure. All right. When we think about our phones or our computers, there is that physical shell of the device, which is the hardware, the physical pieces that we can touch with our hands. But the operating system, how it knows to do what it does, is the software. And your body is your own hardware. But the software of your life, the operating system that determines how everything works and goes and flows, that is your thoughts. Everything that you do is driven by an internal dialogue that you have, whether it is milliseconds or hours, and some of us have been perseverating on the same issues for years. Whether you notice it or not, it is there. The operating system of our lives, the software of our lives is our thoughts. And there are a few different paradigms that I want to just touch on that are the driver of many of the thoughts, many of the decisions that we make. One is obstacles or opportunities. Now, I want to first say before I give some examples here, you can change this at any time, not only for the rest of your life, but moment to moment. I find myself in many situations where I see an obstacle and I'm fixated on the obstacle and what is wrong. And then I'm like, okay, how can I see this as an opportunity? In fact, just today, somebody asked me a question. I am, uh, I'm building a tiny house, which is an experience in and of itself, but I'm building a tiny house and, and the, uh, the construction team asked me a question. I had no clue in the world and it opened up sort of Pandora's box and I saw it as an obstacle. I was like, I don't know. And I don't even know how I would know. And what am I going to do about this? And how, I don't even know how to find the answer. So when I do find the answer, how am I sure going to be sure that it's the right answer? And I was like, wait a second. Right now, my thoughts are all about the obstacles and those thoughts of like, I don't know, how am I going to know? What if it's not right? It then creates a feeling of being out of control and being overwhelmed. And those thoughts and feelings are what feed into my actions. It was shortly thereafter that I was like, oh, Halo Top would be nice. No surprise, right? But then I was like, all right, what is the opportunity here? The opportunity for me is to learn something new that I don't know. The opportunity here is for me to ask for help, which I don't like to do, but it's something I need to get better at. The opportunity here is very large in the fact that I have this great opportunity to build a tiny house. And all of those things, we either, day to day, in a moment, overall at life, we either see the obstacle or the opportunity. And when we are stuck in the obstacle, what is the opportunity? Do I have a chance to practice here? Do I have a chance to do something a little bit differently? Do I have a chance to do something hard or step outside of my comfort zone? What is the opportunity in this obstacle? When you find yourself thinking, it's too hard, I'm too tired, I have so far to go, time out. That is a frame of thought that is only going to make me feel frustrated, overwhelmed, unfocused, unempowered. And that is going to fuel my actions and that is going to influence my results. I don't want that. I don't want that. So what is the opportunity here? We always have an opportunity to switch to that perspective, right? We switch to that perspective. 
Somebody just commented, I've been noticing this a lot in my life recently, stressing over a decision that really only has good options. I just have to choose one and it'll be great. Absolutely. I see that too. And I tell my clients all the time, do not turn your blessings into burdens. Do not make yourself stressed out about packing for your family vacation or throwing a graduation party for your kid or, you know, the job interview that you have for a job you really want in a career you really love. Please. Do not turn your blessings into burdens. When you are facing an obstacle, whether it's a small obstacle like some jack-a-mole brought donuts into the meeting when I was trying to not eat you know, sugar today, that's not an obstacle. That's an opportunity for you to prove to yourself that you're stronger than you thought you were, period, the end. Another pervasive mindset, thought process, paradigm, story, call it what you will, that people really get turned around in is now versus no. If you are somebody that says, I'll be better tomorrow, I'll try harder tomorrow, I'll eat better tomorrow, I'll work out tomorrow, I won't hit snooze tomorrow, you are saying no to now. So you are either per, uh, either a person that says, now matters. The choice I make right now matters. What I do with the next five minutes matters. What I put in my mouth next matters. Or you're a person that says, no, now doesn't matter. And that is a mindset that is going to hold you back. You are either in a moment by moment, it doesn't matter if you've been a no person, a later person, call it whatever you want for the rest, you know, for your whole entire life. You can change that today and say, you know what? No, today the answer is now matters. The next choice matters. The next two minutes matters. The next word out of my mouth matters. I am a person who believes that now matters. Somebody just commented, even my weight is an opportunity to get myself better. Heck yeah, it's one of the biggest opportunities there is. For every single person here who has a goal for their health, for their fitness, for their body weight, that is a huge opportunity because the confidence that you can build and the amount of people that you can inspire and the amount of improvement you can create for your life, oh my gosh, you have no idea. You have no idea. You can have the perspective that you're a victim or you're a victor. Just like I was talking about a few minutes ago of being, you know, uh, turning your blessings into burdens. Oh, my job is so stressful. Dude, you have a job. Oh, you have chores to do on Saturday? Yeah, that, that house you have to take care of, that family you have to feed, that is a blessing. Do not turn it into a burden. Don't. Come on now. There are real burdens. Don't turn your blessings into them because that's a surefire recipe to be unhappy and always feel like things are outside of your control. You either have the perspective, the mindset, the thought process of a victim. Oh my gosh, my spouse brought home ice cream. You're not a victim of that. That is an opportunity to prove to yourself how strong you are. To prove to yourself that you can live amongst people who make different choices. Hello, we all have to do that. It is an opportunity. It is an opportunity. And in every situation, you are either going to be a victim or you're going to find a way to be a victor, right? Somebody commented, obstacle is opportunity. I have to write this on my forehead. Going through potential job cuts and keep having to remind myself that obstacles are opportunities. You know, the other day on uh, social media, I posted a quote from Mary Shinuda. You might know her as the paleo chef. Uh, she's a former mentor of mine. And she said, uncertainty is the greatest source of opportunity. 
Uncertainty is the greatest source of opportunity. That right there is mindset. That right there is how your thoughts create a framework that sets you up for success instead of having thoughts that are the framework that set you up for choices that are not aligned with what you want in life, for calling plays that are not going to get you where you want to go. Uncertainty, yeah, it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but it is the greatest form of opportunity, right? Somebody said, amen, preach. The most powerful words that any of us use are the ones we use to define ourselves, right? So when we say, I am inconsistent, no, you're not. That's not who you are. It might be the way your choices have been in the past, but number one, it's not who you are. And number two, it's not right now. Maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was the last 20 years. Maybe it was the last 50 years, but it's not where you are right now. Don't carry it with you. Do not define yourself in any way that you don't want to be. And I've talked in the podcast about how one of my greatest sources of frustration and and misunderstanding was before I started Primal, I was over 350 pounds. I was working in corporate America. I was doing really well. I was working my buns off. And although not literally at the time, unfortunately, And I had paid off over $130,000 in personal debt in less than two years. My ex-husband, we were married at the time, we had average salaries, but we just worked our tails off to, to pay off that debt. And while those were great things, the promotions, the job success, the financial success, I was so pissed off all the time because I was like, how is it possible that I can be so motivated and focused in these areas of my life, my career and my finances, but when my health and my body weight matters 20 times more, I'm not motivated. I'm not focused. Like, what is wrong with me that I have it in areas that matter most or matter less, but not in the areas that matter most? Like, what is that about? And my whole world changed when I realized, well, how do I define myself in my job? I defined myself as the hardest worker there. And I had took a lot of pride in that. I was one of the first people into the office in the morning. I was one of the last people to leave at the end of the day. I was somebody that volunteered to take on hard projects that walked in and sat in on meetings that I wasn't invited to because I wanted to learn that part of the business that I didn't know. So how I defined myself was really what created how I acted, right? Same thing with my finances. I just decided we're getting this done, period, the end, no excuses. It's not going to be fun, but it's also not going to be permanent. So we're doing it. Now, if my perspective about my work performance had been, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. I'm totally confused and I'm in over my head and I hate this work. Would I have been so good at my job? No, of course not. And if my attitude had been, I mean, I'm great at coming up with a budget, but I mean, as soon as you offer me an opportunity to go out to eat, budget goes out the window. If I had defined myself that way with my finances, I wouldn't have gotten out of debt. And yet, hello, with my weight, I was saying, I'm an emotional eater. I've had a weight problem my whole life. I I can't stop myself. Once I start with the Mexican food, I like figure the day is blown and I go to the grocery store and I buy pints of ice cream. That was how I defined myself. And so that's what really fueled my choices. Now, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden I said, I'm fit and I'm lean and I'm healthy and I'm wonderful. No, I was 350 pounds and I wasn't going to tell myself I wasn't. But what I did do is say, for one day, I can make choices that make me feel my best. Right? 
I can make choices that make me feel my best. Somebody just commented, I haven't done very well in this area, and it's a very sensitive area for me. I get that. It is still a very sensitive area for me. In fact, I was sitting with my grandmother today, and she was commenting that she thinks my mom is too thin. And instantly, like, it just makes me so uncomfortable for other people to comment on size. It makes me so uncomfortable. So I understand the sensitivity in this area, but the reality is when you simplify it to, can I make one choice that is aligned with my goals just today? Yes. Do I have one more good choice in me? Yes, absolutely. We don't have to convince ourselves that we can make 30 years worth of change because we couldn't possibly make 30 years worth of change right now even if we wanted to, even if we believed that we were super people and we could do that. It only happens one choice at a time, right? We all have to, and somebody just said, we have to remove these negative thoughts that are robbing us of our happiness. I don't even know that we have to remove them because honestly, I have never met anybody that would tell me it's possible to remove them. But what we can do is redirect them. What we can do is recognize them first. I am fueling these thoughts with my energy and attention that are making me feel like trash. What can I focus on that is aligned with where I want to go, right? How can I turn this around instead of seeing the obstacle, see the opportunity? Instead of saying no, how can I focus on now? It's the redirection. I think if anybody told me you just need to stop thinking negative thoughts, part of that is just our survival instinct. It's how we are built to keep ourselves safe emotionally and physically. But we do have the power always, always, and it does get easier to recognize and redirect. There's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I'm sure that this was spurred by something that I couldn't tell you what, if it was reading something or hearing something. But this is something called that, that I'm calling slow lane mindset. So I want you to imagine for a second that you're driving on the highway and you're in the slow lane, right? The far right lane. And every time there's an exit, you veer off. You want to see what's over there. You're kind of bored. You want to break. So you veer off at every exit. You're going to not get very fast anywhere. You're not going to be very focused on where you're going. You're going to be more focused on, oh, look, shiny thing. There's another exit. There's an emergency off ramp, whatever, whatever. And this is the approach that many people are taking towards their goals. They will take any opportunity, any excuse to veer off the road. They're not concerned about where they're going. They're like, oh, look, I'm tired. Oh, look, I'm emotional. Oh, look, somebody offered me a cookie. Oh, look, it's date night. Oh, hey, it's a weekend again. Slow lane mindset because your focus isn't on where you want to go and why. Your focus is on everything that might distract you along the way. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Somebody said, I get held back thinking about how long it will take to reach my goal. You don't get held back thinking about that. You hold yourself back thinking about that. And if that is, see, that's calling a play that isn't working for you. So you redirect your attention to what can I do today? Because the reality is you can't do anything about 30 months from now or 30 days from now today. The only way you can get where you want to go is if you have your attention and you're taking full advantage of the moment that is here now. So if it's not working for you to think about how far you are from your goal, redirect. Don't call plays that don't 
work for you. Somebody commented, one of the most powerful things I've learned from you is one choice at a time. That's the only way it can be, right? Somebody said, can you touch on the idea of decision fatigue? I start the day really great, and as the day wanes, so do my choices. First thing I want to say is you cannot continue to tell yourself that story anymore. If you say I start out really great, but as the day wanes, so do my choices, look, you're not going to exceed your own expectations. Now, do we get tired? Yes. So what can you do to make the best, the latter part of your day the best part of your day? What do you need to simplify? What do you need to automate? I do silly things like decide what I'm going to eat ahead of time, like get my coffee maker ready the night before, like decide what time I'm going to the gym and I know what my workout's going to be. There are certain things we can automate, but that's a tactical thing. The issue is you're convincing yourself, you're arguing for your limitation to start the day really great, but as the day wanes, so do my choices. You are not only describing something, you are prescribing it, and you cannot move past it. You cannot move past it if you're still arguing for the limitation. So redirect your attention from this is the way it's always been to what can I do today to make the second half of my day the best part of it? Do I have it in me to do that one day? Absolutely. I sure do. Are you kidding me? I've done harder things before breakfast. What can I do today to win the evening? Do I have that in me? Freaking yeah, you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to learn to stop listening to yourself and that story and start talking to yourself. When you realize you're telling a story that is not one you want for your life, that is not one you want for your choices, that is not aligned with where you want to go, hello, stop. Stop. No more. Be done with it. And it doesn't mean that you believe in puppy clouds and marshmallows and you say, oh, my day always ends better than it begins. If that's not true, don't tell yourself that. But instead of, my day starts out really great and then I screw it, what can I do today to win the rest of the day? How can I make the rest of my day the best of my day? It doesn't mean you have all the answers forever and ever and how to solve all of your problems, but you always can say, what is the next best choice I can make, right? What is the best next choice I can make? Somebody said, I just wrote... I set a goal to eat good every morning, but I fail by 9 a.m. Well, I'm not surprised by that. And, and I think you understand the problem with that because you are instructing yourself that way. Instead of having that perspective, say, how do I win the hour of 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.? What does that look like for me? Can I do that one day? Sure can. And then when you do, be like, all right, look at that. I, I totally have changed my pattern of behavior, proved to myself that I can win from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. What can I do to make myself proud from 10 to 11? right? You've got to change the narrative, the story. The power of your narrative is everything. Somebody said, I still look to other authorities as to what to eat and what to do. I want to trust myself. Well, if you want to trust yourself, you can't just wish for it. You have to say, what am I going to do to create trust in myself today? Maybe it's that you write down how you feel throughout the day. Maybe it's that you ask yourself, what kind of choices would make me feel proud today? And instead of looking at what somebody else is eating on Instagram or what their latest email said to eat, what kind of choices would make me feel proud today? If you want to trust yourself, you have to ask, what am I doing to trust myself? What am I doing today? And these are all examples of narratives. You do not have to adopt all of them, but if one of them resonates with you, pick it and go with it. The narrative of now over no. When you find yourself in a moment saying, oh, no, I'll start tomorrow. No, now. What can I do now? What is my best choice now? What can I do now to make myself proud? What can I do now or next? 
to move in the direction of my goals. Whenever you notice yourself saying later, tomorrow, Monday, no, now. Or the new narrative of finding opportunities in every obstacle. When you find yourself fixated on an obstacle, whether it's related to food, whether it's related to exercise, whether it's related to your body, your relationship, your job, your kids, what's the opportunity in this? Do I have a chance to practice? Do I have a chance to get better? Do I have a chance to practice a new habit, instill a new behavior pattern that I want? I am going to find an opportunity in this. Or maybe you decide, I'm not going to be the victim of my life anymore. I want to win. I want to be the victor. So in every situation, I ask myself, how can I win here? How can I win this choice? How can I win this moment? How can I win this day? How can I win the next few hours between right now and when I go to bed? Maybe your new narrative is every choice is a chance and I'm not wasting any more energy thinking about, oh my gosh, my goal is so far away or I've wasted the last 10 years of my life. Every choice matters. Every choice is a chance and I am no longer dismissing any opportunity to move towards my goal. Every choice is a chance to advance and that is how I operate. That is my mindset. That is my perspective. That is my paradigm. I am fresh in each moment. I do not carry with me what I did 10 minutes, 10 days, or 10 years ago, and I am not freaking out about what I'm gonna eat on vacation next month or at my family Christmas party in three months. I am fresh in each moment, and I am paying full attention to the choices I make in this moment right now. Why did my screen go black? Oh, we're back, yay, hooray. Let's see, um, somebody just commented, my biggest problem is eating because I am bored. Then my question to you is, what are you doing about that? How are you changing your perspective? What can you do for one day in response to boredom? What is one improvement you can make? You are either focused on the problem or you can focus on the solution. What is a solution you can practice today to overcome that, right? To overcome that. How can I make my next choice my best choice? If you're bored, how can I make my next choice my best choice? just for one day, right? Today I choose to be happy and healthy. Today I choose to make choices that make me feel happy and healthy. And it can't be one, it has to be both, right? Because a donut might make me happy, but it's not gonna make me very healthy. And today I value happy and healthy over indulging. Momentary happiness does not have more value for me than lasting happiness. Your narrative is the most powerful way to break down resistance. Somebody said, how did you know I was already worried about Christmas eating? I get it. I've been there. I spent most of my life there, but it's also a terrible waste of energy, a terrible waste of energy, right? Motivation is something that we create. I cannot tell you how many people say I'm not motivated. And my question to them is, what are you doing to create motivation? I've talked repeatedly about Brendan Burchard's book, The Motivation Manifesto, and how he describes motivation like fire, right? Like a spark. And to create fire doesn't just like, oh, poof, somebody brought fire. No, it comes from something. It's something is acted upon to create that flame, but it's going to fizzle out really freaking fast unless you do something to amplify it and then you do something to sustain it. So if you are feeling not motivated, understand that motivation flows from action. It's not the other way around. We don't take action once we feel motivated. We generate motivation when we take action. So if you are feeling unmotivated, that's exactly when you need to get to work. 
That is when you need to get to work. And guys, it is not about the weight you need to lose. It is not about that. It's about the life and the confidence that you gain when you cut through the resistance. That is really what it is. And that's what I want to help you with, right? I really think that, you know, cutting through the crap and the stories and the negativity and the mental framework that I think you're really well-intentioned. I think that many of us just don't realize how destructive our thoughts are and how they're holding us back so profoundly. And I really think that my superpower is helping people see through that crap. And that's what I want to help you do because it's not about enduring more and it's not about having more willpower. One of the big issues that I think holds a lot of people back is that they're trying to go wider, but they're never going deeper. And when I say going wider, I mean they want to know more. They want more food lists. They're like, oh, keto. She talked about keto. I should do keto. I really need to understand about the vegetables. Maybe I should learn more about this, or maybe I should focus more on blood sugar, or maybe I should do a whole 30, or maybe fasting is the answer. That's what going wider is. That's not what I want for you. What I want to do, what I want to help you do, what I want to do with you, what I want to do alongside you is go deeper. It's not about what everybody else is saying. It's not about what everybody else is teaching. It's about what you are thinking and how that is influencing your choices and your habits and your inconsistency. You are capable, not of a little more than you think, of way more than you think. Way more than you think. Here's what I want you to do. Everybody right now, unless you're driving, and in case you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel. Don't play. But if you're not driving, raise your hand as high as you can. And if you're just listening and being a sour sport, not playing along, come on. This is going to take you all freaking five seconds. Put your hand in the air and reach it as high as you can. Seriously, you that's holding out, rolling your eyes, and this is lame. It's not lame. Raise your hand. Thank you. You too, raise your hand. Raise it as high as you can. Raise it one inch higher. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? Because I thought I told you to raise it as high as you can, but I would say every one of you went a little bit higher when I said one inch higher. You are capable of so much more than you think. And sometimes that's what coaches are for. To be able to say, wait a second, you're holding yourself back in this way. And I know it's uncomfortable to hear that. And I know that it's taking a little bit of a hit to your ego, but you can do more. You can work harder. And it's not about what you're eating less of or more of. It is about how you're thinking about this. And I know it's uncomfortable because I have coaches say that to me. And I say that to my clients. And it's uncomfortable on both sides. I um I got an email the other day that really reminded me that the old way we go about this, just looking for another meal plan, another food list, another strategy of nutrition, the old way isn't going to work, right? And that's that's what the fat loss fast track is about, but I got an email the other day, ready? This is this is like a highlight of my day yesterday. It was a really great email, it was a really great question. I shared it with my um my fat loss fast track groups and my veteran groups earlier today. It was a really great email. But it showed me how different it needs to be for us to be successful. It showed me the huge flaw in most fat loss programs or behavior change programs. I'm going to read to you part of the email um, because it's just like 
really, really important. So this, this person sent me this email before last night's uh, webinar, and she said, a book by Gretchen Rubin, and I've, I've read the book, so I, I, I know what she's talking about here, that discusses, quote unquote, the four tendencies was really interesting. I took her accompanying quiz and realized that I am an obliger. Having read more about this, I believe it's one reason why I have a hard time, quote unquote, just doing X, Y, Z, or feeling like I have zero motivation when it comes to me. Obligers meet outer expectations, but struggle to meet inner expectations. They're motivated by external accountability. They wake up and think, what must I do today? My point is that I bring 110% at work, at the gym, having due dates in college, etc. This perspective helps me understand my struggle with personal consistency when it comes to expectations I set for myself. In your Fat Loss Fast Track, I appreciate the basic, basic expectations you put down for us. I'm wondering if, for obligers like me, some sort of tangible accountability would help improve consistency and motivation. No. No. If somebody tells me, and this is what I think makes my style of coaching so different, but like everybody should think this way. If somebody tells me, hey, I don't keep promises I make to myself, but I'm really good at keeping promises I make to other people. So can you just like give me some standards? Cause I'll keep those promises to you. No, no, because number one, then you are dependent on me or somebody like me to create change in your life. What good am I? No. Number two, keeping promises you make to yourself is really, really important. So if you tell me, hey, I can't keep promises I make to myself, but I can keep promises I make to you, I'm going to say, that's the work we need to do. We need to look at how you talk yourself into, why you value keeping the promises you make to other people, and how you talk yourself out of, why you don't value keeping the promises you make to yourself. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 just send me your journal instead of going over it yourself. Now, I do help people review their journals, but not for the sake of accountability as much as giving my opinion on what they're doing and helping them see things that they can't maybe see on their own. But to say, well, I don't keep promises I make to myself, so can you help me by having me keep promises I make to you? That's a Band-Aid, right? I don't want you to be dependent on me to be able to change. I want to get to the root. I don't want to put a Band-Aid on where you're struggling. I want to help you change that so that you know when you want to change something, you have the power and ability to do it. That's what it means to go deeper. That is what it means to go deeper. Somebody said, how did we get this way? Nature or nurture? Seems like there are some people who are naturally disciplined. I don't think it's about discipline. It's about thoughts, right? It's about, it's about the way you think. I don't, I don't want anybody to think that this is either you're disciplined or you're not disciplined. It's your thoughts that either set you up for success or not. So I think some people are, are raised in households where they very much have growth mindsets and other people aren't. But I, I think that it's more about what do we do from here, right? And if we have kids, how can we teach them to think in ways that serve them instead of thinking in ways that hold them back? So what I do, what I want to do, what I want to help you do in everything with Primal Potential, but most especially in the Fat Loss Fast Track, because that's when I really get to connect with people on a different level, is to take things so differently from the way we focus on actions and tactics and strategies, because it's our thoughts that drive our choices, right? This is one of the first pages in the, in the Fat Loss Fast Track that I want to highlight really quickly, because it kind of summarizes things very nicely. It's talking about the principles of progress in these groups. 
And it starts with paying attention. We pay a lot of attention to other things outside of ourselves, to social media, to the television, to our jobs, to our spouses, to our children, but very little attention to ourselves. And this is not only what we eat and how it makes us feel, but it's also what we're thinking. Number two is staying in the moment. We spend a lot of time fixating on what we did wrong yesterday or 10 minutes ago or 10 years ago and what we might do or fear we'll do or are worried about doing in 10 minutes from now or 10 days from now or 10 months from now. Stay in the moment. What can you do now? Number three is prioritizing practice, not perfection. Realizing that even the most successful professional athletes screw up more plays than they create success with, but all of it is an opportunity to practice and to improve. Number four is be positive and look for lessons. There's no value in beating yourself up about something, but there's a lot of value in saying, all right, what can I learn from this? What did this teach me? What can I do with what I know right now to move in the direction I want to go? Number five is don't drift. Oh my gosh, the story of my life for so long was drifting. And one of the things about the Fat Loss Fast Track with the different challenge every week, with level up lectures every Thursday, with the private Facebook groups is every day is a blank fresh slate, new start, new moment. Every week is a totally new focus. Don't drift. If you need help, ask for it. If you're having a bad moment, ask for help. And number six is be honest. We are really bad at being honest with ourselves and not because we intentionally lie, but because we're not thinking about if the things we're saying or believing are really true for us. So I want to tell you a little bit about how it works. And the reason that I'm doing this is twofold. Number one, it works. And I know you want to change. And I want that for you. And I've seen such powerful transformations. And I've created some really powerful friendships in these groups too. And it is the last opportunity for the year. And I want to, I don't want you to jump around to the next whole 30. I don't want you doing a detox after you gorge yourself on Halloween candy or feeling like you can't eat it Halloween meal without or Thanksgiving meal without guilt. I want to help you. And this is different. Like it's not the same old crap. It is really different intentionally because I did the same old crap for most of my life. There are weekly challenges. Every single week we focus on a different thing, right? One of my clients emailed me just, I don't know, maybe two months ago, and she said, EB, thank you for pushing me to do the things, especially the things that I don't want to do. The reward on the other side is so worth pushing through the excuses. I'm practicing recognizing those red flags of negotiation, right, when we negotiate with ourselves, and replacing them with the checkered flags of victory, one choice at a time. So we have a different challenge every single week and it comes with a webinar and the webinar is a coaching webinar, talking about how to implement it, where people get into trouble, where they screw themselves up with mindset or tactics or dieting mentality, what you do when life gets in the way, answering common questions, that comes with each weekly new challenge. Different focus every week, different webinar every week. They build on each other to create this solid foundation. 
And this email came, so I'm in week 11 right now with my summer group. Um, and this one came like on day two of week 11 and we're currently on like day four of week 11. She said, EB, what can I say but thank you? I stumbled across your podcast one day while driving down the interstate with a donut in one hand and a Milky Way in the seat next to me. You said something in your podcast about eating good all week and then rewarding yourself with food from a gas station. Yep, that was my life for a long time. A light bulb went off for me and both went out the window. Littering, I know. So on week 11 of my fat loss fast track journey, I've hit a pretty big goal for me. I'm in the 180s. That's 14 plus pounds down from 204.6 when we started in July. And then she shared a, another picture that was her, her Garmin, her GPS, and how her mile per minute has improved dramatically. And, and you know, that's the kind of change that can happen really quickly. This one also came, I think this one came at the end of week 10, yeah, the end of week 10 from this summer group, down 35 pounds, 35 pounds in 10 weeks. She had painful swollen fingers in one hand, and now the inflammation is gone. And a lot of that was from the golden rules of carbs and fat loss. So we do have a private Facebook group. I'm in there every single day. I respond to every single post, right? That happens every single day. We've got a 12-week journal. I showed you a page of that uh, a few minutes ago, and that's not just about what did you eat and when did you eat it. It's about mindset. So much of the journal is about mindset and paying attention to hunger and monitoring your progress and creating affirmations and saying them regularly. There are workouts, but they are not required at all. They are not required at all. And, and uh, one of my clients is in here now. Um, and she said, though challenges every week are so helpful in not drifting. Yeah, you know, I think that when you try to do like a long extended plan, it's easy to get bored. Or if you have a couple of days where you feel like you haven't done the work, you're like, oh, I've screwed it up. But we have a total reset every single Sunday. And I think that really, really helps. And then those things come on Sunday. But on Thursday, we have these level up lectures. Think of them as like mini motivational podcasts right to your inbox that just help you get refocused, that help you stay focused on what you are doing and why you are doing it because it really matters. And at the end of the day, it works because you do. And somebody just said, can this work for hypothyroid? Yes, that is me. And yes, somebody else said, um, I have a crazy work schedule. Can shift? Uh, can Fat Less Fast Track shift to fit my schedule? Yes, it is not dependent on you being present at a certain period in time. Not at all. If you are looking for a food list or a meal plan, this ain't for you. I'm not your girl. There are tons of people that will take your money and give you a food list or a meal plan. But if you are ready to stop going wider and collecting more information and instead go deeper and pay more attention to you than you're paying to everybody else's opinions, right? And really dive into what works for you, how it works for you. If it's not working for you, what works better? The stories you are telling yourself, really the mental side of change than it is for you. Now I will say, and yes, there is a cost. I'll go to that so that you can see that. It does start on October the 1st uh, for the 12 weeks with the coaching, the weekly challenges, the weekly webinars, the journal, the workouts, the level up lectures, the private Facebook group. You're looking at $497 for the 12 weeks, but you can break that up into three monthly payments spaced 30 days apart. So that is an option for you as well. Space is limited though. I will tell you this right now that um, you know people on my side of the business are like, why do you limit it? I limit it because I actually care about making a difference. 
And for me to make a difference, I have to be able to help people. So when somebody says, I'm frustrated, I can say, send me your journal so I can go over it and we can talk about it together and we go back and forth with voice notes so that we really get a handle on what's going on and how we can change it. And if I just make it unlimited, I, I can't do that. I limit it so that I can comment on every single post in the Facebook group and I can ask meaningful questions when somebody is struggling and I can help get to the root of what's really going on. If you're frustrated with something or you're struggling with something, there's more to it. I can't go deeper with you and help you go deeper if it's not a limited program, right? Um, so it is the last group of 2017. You can register at primalpotential.com forward slash fall fat loss. When it is full, it is full. And even if it doesn't get full, I will close registration on Wednesday of next week. So one week from today, just so that I can make sure everybody's all set, squared away, has the journal, has everything they need so that I'm not scrambling to get people stuff at the very end. Cause that's just always crazy for me. And I don't like crazy. I don't like crazy at all. So whether we fill up or not, and we always have, but I'm open to the fact that we won't always, and that's totally fine with me. But I will close registration a week from today, but it could fill up, you know, before before then. So it always has. I've never closed registration um, without filling up. So I tell you that just because I always have somebody that didn't get in and then is frustrated with me. Um, and and I, I want to be really clear about that. Um, Sarah just said, I'm very interested, but don't know about the financial piece while paying off debt. I totally understand. And Sarah, I really respect the decision to pay off of debt for sure. Um, one of my clients is in here and said, EB is absolutely legit. The real deal. Do the work and it will work. And, and Sarah, to your point about the money, I will say this and, and to any of my clients that are still in here, I don't, I can't see their names um, to know if they are here. Um, a lot of people really find that going through these 12 weeks of challenges because they are so much about mindset really makes a positive difference on finances and budgeting. I can tell you that so many people improve their relationships, their career, and their finances by the changes they make here. And I, I actually think that that's probably the most powerful part of it and that the fat loss is a fringe benefit. Louise is in here and she said, I so wish I could tell them that this is not another gimmick. And then she says in caps, it's real and it works and it will change your life for the best forever. And Louise is, uh, she's been through at least three fat loss fast tracks. She's been in the master's club now for several months. Uh, she went to Ascend last year. She's going again this year and she has dramatically changed her life. Leanne is another one of my clients in here. She said, it's life changing. So worth it. Um, somebody said, I want to do this, but I'm already telling myself, I'm sure I won't be able to follow through. That's a mindset problem right there. I've learned that much in this hour. You're right. That is a mindset challenge, but here's the thing. Ask yourself, can I trust Elizabeth for one day? Because I know that most people that come into the fat loss fast track have the same thing. They haven't followed through, but it is designed specifically to help people change that pattern of behavior. So I would ask you to think about, I'm, I'm not a salesperson, whether I should be or I shouldn't be is a whole nother story, but I'm not a salesperson, but ask yourself, if you think you won't be able to follow through, is doing a program that is designed to help people who aren't good at following through going to set you up for more success or continuing to do it your way? And you only, you're the only one that knows the answer there. Um, I don't know the answer for that, but that's something to, to think about. Uh, somebody said, 
Sorry if this is a repeat, how many people are in the group? So it's not specific to the one group. Let me explain so you guys know how I determine what I can handle in terms of my workload because that is the limiting factor, the workload. So I have the Fat Loss Fast Track, what I call rookie group, which is what this link is, primalpotential.com forward slash fall fat loss. People's first time through the 12 weeks. Then I have Veterans Level 1 and Veterans Level 2. And then I have my Master's Club. My Master's Club number stays about the same because we just have smaller feeder pool into that because it's newer and you've got to go through at least three fat loss fast tracks to get there. My first numbers that I know is how many Veterans Level 1 and Level 2 do I have? If I have smaller Veteran 1 and 2 groups, I have a bigger rookie group. If I have bigger veteran groups, then I have a smaller rookie group. And my veteran groups take more time than my rookie groups do. Um, and so the numbers are based on that. I will say that, um, that they're in the Facebook group because not everybody uses Facebook and you don't have to use Facebook at all, at all, at all. Um, I would say round about probably a hundred per Facebook group right? Um, average for, for the rookie group, uh, if that helps. Um, somebody just commented that their relationships are much better having been through the Fat Loss Fast Track. Time commitment per week. I have a, I have a lot going on. Hate to be able to sign up and not keep it going. I totally get it. And the goal of this is for it to work with your life. So the challenge email will take you about three minutes to read and the webinar will be about an hour, um, sometimes a little bit less. So between 40 and 60 minutes for the webinar. And then executing it shouldn't take any more time in your day than your normal life. So if you have an hour a week, you can do this. Um, somebody said, how do I get on the list for 2018? There is not a list right now. Um, I don't know how many I'm going to do in 2018 because I do want to start writing a book in 2018. So I don't know um, what that schedule will look like. Uh, do we participate in the weekly webinar or just watch it? So it used to be that they were live and it was a nightmare. What we would do as a group is we would vote on the day and time that worked for the most people. But then what that meant is with time zones and different countries, some people weren't able to be on their live and then they weren't able to get to it till two days later and they always felt behind. So one of the things I do with every single group is I say, what went well, what didn't go well, what was helpful, what was not helpful. And after about a year and a half, everybody unanimously decided they wanted the webinar in their inbox first thing Sunday morning in their own time. Um, and so that has been way more successful. Um, yes, there is a payment plan. You can. Um, somebody said, I was hoping you'd do a book. Yes, I am. But that might change the availability of Fat Loss Fast Tracks in the year that I am writing the book. Um, so, so I don't have a wait list for 2018. I don't know how many groups I'll be doing. I can't imagine not doing any groups, but I also don't want to say that I will do them for sure because I just don't know yet. I just don't know yet. Um, Somebody said, if you could do a daily motivational calendar, that would be fantastic. I will add that to the list. Can someone with hypothyroid get into ketosis? Yes, I uh, have Hashimoto's, um, thyroiditis. I have hypothyroid, and I can, and I know many people who can, and there is nothing hormonally that would prevent that. Um, what do you feel is a good amount of time for most people to learn and feel confident with a new change or choice? don't know. It is so individual. It depends on 
how significant the change is for the person and also how committed they are to making that change. But I will tell you that the people who bring daily effort and attention to the challenges, they don't master it. We don't master anything in seven days, but they make serious progress. Um, let's see. I'm on lots of holidays from now until December. Should I wait? I would ask you to, to ask yourself what will be the best for you to invest in yourself and invest in self-care self even when you're on vacation or holiday or to wait. Um, only you can answer that. Can it be helpful for someone who has 10 pounds or less to lose? Absolutely. We have people in the fat loss fast track every single time whose goal isn't weight loss, but um, f for their for the goal of having a better relationship with food, emotional eating, um, self-confidence, mindset. So absolutely, yeah. I would say that many, many, many people, um, many people have very small weight loss goals or, or no weight loss at all. But we also have people who, you know, want to lose over 100 pounds. Um, will this work with, for people with PCOS? I had PCOS and these strategies completely eliminated all of the cysts in my ovaries. Um, so, so yes, for sure. Um, it looks like I have got through the questions. Um, somebody said, so meal prep is not the answer. Is meal prep the answer to changing your mindset? No, absolutely it is not. Um, I, I think I've gotten through all of the questions and I really wanted to stay until I did all of that. Oh, let's see. While working on changing mindset, what is the number one suggestion you would give? It really depends on the individual. I don't believe in cookie cutter advice, and I think that's why I, I do the fat loss fast tracks the way that I do. It would depend on what your biggest mindset struggle was. You know what I mean? Like the number one suggestion is only a number one suggestion if it's targeted to an individual, right? And and I just I know there are lots of people that do the cookie cutter cookie cutter answers, and I think that probably helps a tremendous amount of people. It's just not my style, right? Um, Sarah said, you want to do a Dave Ramsey discount? <laughs> no. Um, and it's not that I don't want to, and I'm happy to address that head on. I do most of what I do for free, right? And and I think a big part of what allows me the time and bandwidth to do that is really keeping business as simple as possible. So I don't do eBooks anymore. I don't do PDFs that are paid or any little like nickel and dimey things like that. Um, but I also don't do discounts. The price is the price, and I know it doesn't work for everybody. But that's why um, that's why I do so much for free. Uh, let's see. How fast do you anticipate it filling up? Well, I'm going to open it up to the VIP email list on Sunday, so I would say end of day Sunday would be would be my guess. Somebody said, I just joined. Yay! Somebody else said, I'm so excited to hear you might write a book. I will write a book, absolutely. I'm hoping it will be in 2018. I'm just not sure yet. Um, so, all right. It, for real this time, it looks like... Um, I have answered all of the questions that are in here. If for some reason I overlooked it, um, please email me. I am happy to. Okay, one more question. Would you suggest doing breaking barriers if I can't afford the fat loss fast track? It's tough for me to answer that. There is a there is a blog on my site on what is breaking barriers. I would read what is breaking barriers because they're so different. It's like comparing apples and orangutans, right? Breaking barriers is just mindset. 
it's self-guided. Um, it's not interactive. It doesn't focus on the fat loss side of things, but just the mindset side of things. So I wouldn't ever like suggest that off the bat without knowing so much more about people. Um, can you take breaks between fat loss fast track sessions? Yep, you sure can. Um, all right, for real this time, uh, if I somehow overlooked your question, I think I've gotten to them all. Feel free to shoot me an email. I would love the opportunity to work with you guys. I hope you have a great night and I'll talk to you really soon. Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.